Good evening, super friends, and welcome to Slow Motion Triple Feature, a podcast in which three friends watch three movies over the course of three weeks. I'm your host, Mike Keller, and I am joined today by my good friends, Kit and Andrew. Normally, we record these episodes well in advance of releasing them, but we're doing things just a little bit differently this month in honor of the Snyder Cut, a.k.a. Zack Snyder's Justice League, which is coming out in exactly one week. In celebration, we have decided to watch Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice The Ultimate Cut, then the Joss Whedon version of Justice League, and then the Zack Snyder version of Justice League, which is called Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, Tonight, we are moving right along with 2017's Justice League, which is the Joss Whedon one, uh, which is kind of directed by Zack Snyder and is starring Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, Amy Adams, Gal Gadot, Ezra Miller, Jason Momoa, Ray Fisher, Jeremy Irons, Diane Lane, Connie Nielsen, and J.K. Simmons. But once again, the the show was stolen by re-recording mixer Michael (laughs) Keller. Fantastic job, Michael. Okay. And then we now now go to Andrew with a Speaking of sound. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I just just have to um, say that we're remodeling my kitchen right now, and... (laughs) Yeah, we didn't want to. We didn't want to put this off because uh, it's not worth it. So, right. <laughs> so he, here we are. Well, and yeah. you made a huge mistake of hiring the company of Superman and Zod to redo your kitchen. That's right. That's so right. Completely and, fucking and, shit up. And there's just a, and it's so weird because there's just a man standing across the street on the curb looking at it all angrily. <laughs> <laughs> you should have hired the Flash to do it because he'd be done by now. That's right, dude. <laughs> That's good. Uh, all right. Well, we cut again to Andrew for uh, to tell us some of the troubled history of the Justice League, um, the production of the film, and then all of the mm-hmm. uh, everything surrounding it. So take us yeah. away. So um, when the executives saw when he screened Batman versus Superman for the executives, they gave it a reportedly they gave it a standing ovation and almost immediately offered Ben Affleck a trilogy of Batman movies wow. to star in and direct and produce. Uh, so it was like they were so, so, so confident about Batman versus Superman. The version we saw the theatrical cut. But I assure you, you, you can you can assume it is the same thing. Wow. Um, yes. And I'll have what they're having. and then after that um the movie came out and it did not perform as they had expected and you know they're already pretty much in production on justice league and people's opinions kind of started to shift uh and there were there was lots of yeah lots of trouble and then Zack snyder's daughter i think his eldest daughter committed suicide um Mm -hmm. i think it's (laughs) Good enough reason to not make this movie. Um, but he had shot, I think, almost everything that he had originally planned to shoot. And um, at the time, it was reported that Zack Snyder had handpicked Joss Whedon to take over, which even at the time, and I remember this, at the time, it was such a weird thing because it's like, I can't see these two people having anything in common other than they like comic books, but that that's like, even that I know it's like, I believe right. that Joss Whedon's read a comic book. I don't know if I believe he's written that Zack Snyder has he's, right. He's, exactly. written, he's written one of my favorite runs of X-Men, but um, yeah, it's very, it's very strange. Um, 
and that was apparently not true. That was just um, like the talking points that they gave people for uh, Comic Con. Um, and and at the time, Joss Whedon was working on, he was in pre production on a Batman, a Batgirl movie, um, which he's been attached to on and off for like twenty years. But they were finally giving it to him, um, and so they asked him to. Uh, come in as to help rewrite a little bit and uh, and do direct the reshoots of Justice League. So he's still cre- so Zack Snyder still credited as the director per the DGA's wild. rules. Um, but I think uh, I think you guys will agree that this movie does n- feels like night and day to yes BVS. It is so yeah. different. It's so I- it's so obviously a Joss Whedon movie, and I don't mm-hmm. mean that to be a in a bad way, though I do think this movie is really bad. It's it's as if it's as if Joss Whedon had fifteen minutes to to rewrite the script and direct the movie. Yeah, uh, there's so many like we can talk about this more, but I think you know I know that another issue is that they they shot the movie in two different formats. Zack Snyder shoots film, mm. Joss Whedon shoots digital, and so that was a big problem. Knowing about the switch to film from film to digital, it's like that's a big <laughs> thing to have to deal with in post. Yeah, which you can. I mean, most movies now are are a mm. mixture, but um, but yeah, I think I think to I think it's it's more a matter of visual styles, um, and to have so much of the movie be one thing and then have it be the other thing be completely different and not really plan for that change, I yeah. think is probably what did them in. The other thing that I'll say about the allegations is, which I, I'm not saying they don't have any merit. Maybe they do, but there's, there's this movie is so troubled that it's, it's really hard to, to like know what's what, you know, cause there are entire, there are entire, um, character many many characters that will that are being restored to the Zack Snyder cut that are just not in this movie and right. most of the characters changed in big ways one of them was Cyborg uh Ray Fisher's character his was his role was scaled back a lot and so was the Flash and um the Flash has like a love interest in Zack Snyder's cut okay. <laughs> that's just not who's not even in the movie um so yeah, it's really hard to say, I think. Um, but also, it's like, you know, a, a thought that I had, um, which, again, I don't think it's perf- It's possible that everyone involved is racist. It's possible that, you know, nobody is. And it's but, um, you know, I, th- I think it's interesting that all the characters that were considered disposable uh, are people of color. So but. Uh, yeah, it's such a mess. Yeah, I feel like it all make for a really interesting like book one day, like how they wrote. Uh, mm, uh, there's I, that book about like De Palma and Bonfire of the Vanities. Yeah, and mm-hmm. like people always say, like it's like this really good gl- glimpse at the studio system. I feel like I was thinking like a like a 20 minute YouTube documentary, not a book. I have to. Say. Well, that's true. I, call me old fashioned. <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, but yeah, it will make for a very good Lindsay Ellis video essay. There we one go. One of these days. Unless, hell, maybe she already has one. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yes. Okay. Well, on that then, unless Kit, you had anything you wanted to add about production 
stuff that you knew or I guess or... I would just I would just add that when I saw Zack Snyder's name come up as director, I was really surprised. I kind of thought I mean, I know there's like all these DGA rules, but like you say, I just thought it was extremely obvious from the very beginning of the movie that this is a Joss Whedon film. And even the part, there are parts that seem to be aping Zack Snyder, but don't actually seem like Zack Snyder. There's like a couple of things that feel very Zack Snydery to me, but it feels like 95% a Joss Whedon movie. And that would, I don't know if Zack Snyder had to fight to keep his name as the director or if that rule is just automatic, but that would make, I think he's like the luckiest filmmaker on earth, but that would really suck to have your name come up as director on a movie that's not your movie. Yeah. Like I, I would, I don't, I would don't wish that upon anyone. <laughs> Um, well, let's uh, talk about that first shot then of the movie. You mentioned the first shot of the film. Uh, but my first note was, so the, the opening shots, are super, uh, Superman on the smartphone being interviewed by some kids uh, and, yes. uh, there's something up with his lip. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Let's add that into our like production notes. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, and the whole world knows this already, but, yeah. um, but the Henry Cavill was shooting uh, mission impossible fallout a great movie mm -hmm. uh, in which his character has a mustache and um, a great mustache, a great mm -hmm. mustache. Yeah. It's beautiful. And Warner brothers went to Paramount. They asked him if, if they could shave his mustache and they even went through and designed a CGI mustache. So that way, anything that that way they could, they, 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 and they would at their cost, they would put the mustache back on him in post. Cause apparently taking the mustache, or putting the mustache on is a lot easier than trying to take it off with CGI. Um, <laughs> and as I understand it, it made it all the way to Tom Cruise and Tom Cruise just said, no, <laughs> just like flat out. And I just like, that's so freaking, that's so baller. That's so badass. Just to be just, just, just thinking about like, you know, you're making a freaking $300 million movie and across town, there's another $300 million movie. And you're just like, Ah, I'm going to go ahead and torpedo that idea. <laughs> yeah. And I bet, I bet it was like a 10 minute conversation max. Like he, right. he's not interested. Yeah. Just like, I, there's no way. I think it's shocking that looking at what they were able to do, because obviously some animator is like standing there, like biting his nails while they watch this footage that he's <laughs> treated. <laughs> and he's like, uh, what do you think that they didn't go? Let's CGI a mustache on the rest of the time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, they were like, the, no, this is good. <laughs> I want to see. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I would. I, and that's all the. that And that's that's a good indicator of what, uh, at least with the Superman stuff, you can tell very clearly, like, what Zack Snyder shot and what. Um, yes. And what Joss Whedon shot. Because everything yeah. Joss Whedon shot has the rubber lip. Yeah. And I just thought it was to open the movie with that. You're immediate. And I like, it's like I knew that from the news or, you know, like just we would joke about it and stuff in the, the friend chat. Mm -hmm. But like, uh, yeah, to open the movie with that. And then it looked worse than I realized because I'd only seen pictures. I hadn't seen video. And um, so, yeah, I was chuckling. Well, and that scene 
that scene doesn't matter. Yes, not at all. <laughs> it doesn't oh. it doesn't show you like Superman's not even being nice to those kids. It implies that the only reason he cares about Earth is because of Lois Lane. It's just the kids don't sound like real kids. It's like just <laughs> show him from far away doing some heroic shit or something if you want yeah. that like cell phone footage of him flying around or whatever, but this ain't it, Chief. Yeah. Not worth all right. it. Well then, so what else did we think of the movie? I kind of want to hear what everybody like. Okay. Overall, I have just a, how people are a feeling. Full of notes, I could go through. Okay. Uh, unless Andrew wants to lead. Can it we just say like what you... we, whether we like it or if we've seen it before? Uh, so I had not seen it before, and I did not like it. <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> um, I have seen. This is one of those moments where I realize how much like kid I am. Uh, I've I've seen this movie, like. I would say 10% as, as many times as she's seen Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> like, Which is a lot. And, it's a lot. That's yeah. a lot of times. <laughs> it is. And this movie's only, you know, four years old. But mm-hmm. I, every time I get on a plane, it's there. And, you know, oftentimes I'm on nine, 10 hour flights. So I watch it. I have to watch it every time. Five times. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I think I've watched this like three times on an airplane. And then after we recorded Man of Steel... A few months ago, I immediately went and watched <laughs> this. So I'm glad I uh-huh. get to rewatch it. Um, and I saw it in the theater. And I just I I it's it's one of those things where it I was thinking about this and it feels it feels almost like the Donner cut of Superman because it's just like it's so hacked together. Um, and it's just it's not a, it's it's almost not a movie to me. Now, I will say this. Uh, this is maybe a hot take, but this movie, I think, on the most superficial level, makes probably more sense than any of the other DC movies that we've talked about so far. Um, just in terms of, like, the very, it's a pretty simple plot. You understand there's a thing, and the bad guy wants it, and the good guys have to stop them. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's anything... There's not really anything going on under the surface, um, but it's so wildly uninteresting. And then there's there's also just the the most egregious thing to me is Batman. Um, and I know that he's hateable in Batman versus Superman, and in here he's the lead character and is just like a non-entity to me. He's nothing. He's not so Batman. Would you, that's for fucking sure. Would you say that this is? And Mike, I want to know what you think too. Is where is this in the like Man of Steel BVS? Justice way, League? way below both of them. I think Batman versus wow. Superman is bad. I just think that there's there's something to talk about. Um, I think most of what you can say about this movie is about the production. I think that's the 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 most interesting things that you can say about it are the production, not Mike, did you- anything going on in the movie. Did mm-hmm. you think, Mike, that it was worse or better than the previous? Yeah, time? no, I think so. I was I liked Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman like reasonably well for what they are. Uh, they're not movies that I plan to revisit uh, maybe ever. But um, those are both as far as blockbusters go in the like seven to eight range, understanding that they both have huge problems, which we have discussed uh, in great detail. But this to me felt 
it really it wasn't bad it wasn't incompetent but it was like just so it was forget it was more forgettable like andrew's saying like there's something to talk about within those films uh you know like they're aiming for something they're really ambitious they're that's odd. that's they it yeah yeah and then this it felt like here actually let me i'll read my note that i i wrote before so uh this is just my general thoughts on the film in a few sentences uh, there was definitely too much going on, but I did pretty much understand what I was supposed to care about at any given moment, which has not been the case. For Do you want to know why? It's because they had characters tell you every single time there was something you were supposed to care about. True. That is true. That's very uh, helpful. But everything somehow somehow felt obligatory all the way through till the end. So it wasn't just cliche, but it was like the filmmakers were just going through the scenes until they could reach the thing they really cared about. But the movie ended before they got to whatever it was that they were excited <laughs> to tell you. So mm-hmm. like it's and it's not just like like a lot of these superhero movies we talk about or even just the ones I've seen. There's the problem of trying kind of to bait you into coming to see the sequel. And this one, like. I mean, like that's there, but it was really like whatever all this hubbub and all of this, you know, I mean, this is one of the most expensive movies ever made. And it's just kind of like what like what drove anybody to tell any of this story? Um, it seems kind of like a small potatoes story. Kind of. I mean, I guess it's, you know, worldwide, large scale disaster, but it was just like as far as superhero movies go, it was more boring than I, I'm not a fan of a lot of the Marvel movies I've seen. Like Avengers 2 comes to mind, but like. Yeah, I don't know. Similar so yeah, plot that, that's too. Funny. What's that? I said it had kind of a similar plot, too, which yeah. I thought was funny. <laughs> yeah. And that was Whedon, right? He directed. Yeah. Adventure 2. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so that was... I just felt like it was like... You you kind of... As you watch these blockbusters, like... You're like, okay, yeah, they've got to do this scene. But it's going to carry us through to, like, this really big set piece. Or this really yeah. big thing that we're going to be excited about. And we might remember when we leave the theater. And, like, the whole movie ran through... It ran through the entire course of the film. The credits go. And then there's, like, a bonus extra credit scene. I was just <laughs> like, what about this was exciting? Even to, like, a comic book nerd. Like, what was the big thing. Was it the death of Superman? I remember that was a big thing in comics, like in the nineties. So was mm-hmm. it like bringing him back and like it followed some beloved comic book, you know, yeah. thread. Yeah. So I just could not grasp. There was, like, I mean, yeah, cares? it's, it's kind of an amalgamation of things. The okay. mother boxes is a, uh, is a thing from the seventies. Uh, Jack Kirby actually came up with. Um, so I, yeah. And then um, the death of Superman is the, is very different in the comics. Um, okay. So, yeah, it's so I wrote a subtitle for this movie I uh, that Kit will appreciate. I call it Justice League. They fly now <laughs> um, because because it's it's th- this is my biggest my biggest problem outside of Batman is is unfortunate. It's the Joss Whedon-ness of it. And I. I like Joss Whedon. I like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I like the Avengers movies. I I like the do things the dude makes. But this movie is like all of his worst tendencies on full display. I think The Flash is insufferable. I think most of the jokes are bad. The everything like the the thing with uh with Batman where, you know, Superman asks you know, tell me, do you bleed? Which I kind of like. And then five minutes later, we see Batman on the ground. Although I will say, when Superman throws Batman, I thought that was great. Um, <laughs> but there's a where Batman's lying on the ground. He's just like, oh, yeah, 
something's definitely bleeding. It's just yeah. like, who the, f- what the fuck? <laughs> Why is this in this movie? Oh, Kit, what are you going to do? You've got something. you got something cooking. I can see it. <laughs> Kit loved it. Oh, God, is Kit the new mic? <laughs> <laughs> um, so you guys know, like, I loved the Superman triple. I'm loving this triple, but I, all the movies are like, incomprehensible like just what like why what is happening this is a thing that people people watch this how and this one i was really kind of not looking forward to it because i was like it's really hard for me to be watching one of these movies knowing that henry cavill is mostly not in it and when he is his mouth is going to be all fucked up like he's going to look all weird and also knowing that, like, we're going to watch the same movie, like, next week. Like, and so watching it, I was just like, like, my notes, I did voice the text. So my notes are very, you know, from my brain to your ears. Um, <laughs> but just this is fucking boring. The Snyder Cut better be really fucking different from this. If I have to watch <laughs> just this movie again, I'm going to be really pissed. Can I jump in like, real quick? Yeah. So this movie's two hours. The Snyder Cut is four hours. So there's at least going to be a whole other movie of difference. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> true. That's true. Um, I don't understand anything that anyone is talking about, but they're constantly talking about like what they're doing. And Steppenwolf sucks. And there are so many scenes of just people just, 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 it just feels so unconnected. And then Superman came back. And... I said in my notes on the last movie, on BVS, I said, I wish I just got to know if Henry Cavill could have been a good Superman, but I think I'm never going to learn that. But I think I did. And I think he finally came into his own as Superman <laughs> in this movie. Like he How so? actually, Yeah. Well, uh, uh, okay. Well, first of all, he actually looks like Clark Kent at the end instead of like shaky, ham, shaky cam like born ultimatum farm boy. At least he looks like... Clark Kent of movies, pop culture, not comics, because only nerds read comics. But um, I think Ben Affleck, I found him really watchable, even if he they haven't done anything Batman-y really with Batman in these movies. What the fuck? Oh my God. Um, like I didn't, I can't, I'm not saying it's a good movie, but I didn't sit there trying to make it something it wasn't. And I watched it again today. <laughs> Partly, partly because I was like, I better or I'm not because this movie, the other movies have made me so angry that it's easier for me to remember what happens to them in them, even though they're also incomprehensible. This one didn't have I have like it it, it was really leaking out of my brain. So I did rewatch it partially for that and partially because I was like, I could stand to watch like the second half of that movie again. I watched the whole thing, but I was like, I'd like to watch the second half again. (laughs) Um, And I feel like. In some ways, this is the first of these movies. In part, it is in comparison to the movies that have come before, for sure. But I feel, because we've spent so long, so many hours of our lives, talking about all the little glimpses of potential that we see, and then just have it like flushed down the drain or buried <laughs> in just piles of shit. And I felt like this, was, this movie capitalized on a little bit of the potential of the characters. Like, Flash has a very unique set of skills, 
Um, Batman very feels much like feels like a guy with gadgets, and like when he loses his grappling gun in a scene, he's kind of fucked and like desperate to get his grappling gun back because he doesn't have any. He can't do anything else. He has no powers. And then yeah. Wonder Woman and Superman are both basically like unstoppable gods, but Superman's powers feel kind of alien and bizarre. And then Wonder Woman is like the hero you would imagine, like in your wildest dreams coming to save you. Like they don't fight in exactly the same way. Damn it's straight. Not, <laughs> it's not like BVS where, or most Zack Snyder movies where everyone with any superpowers like moves in the same weird, like glitchy way. There's like differences between the heroes. And the crazy thing is like at the end of this, when Batman's at the old Wayne Manor and like thinking about like starting up Justice League headquarters, I was literally sitting there going, I hope I get to see that. Oh my god, that's insane! I'm oh, blows my mind. I could totally like I've been I've been exhausted by the other Snyder movies and just like totally baffled. But this one, I I don't understand it at all. But I could watch more of it, and indeed I did. I watched it a second time. So yeah, there's also a subtext in this movie which maybe we'll get to that is. I basically, basically, I want to see if Batman and Superman ever manage to get it together and finally kiss. This movie should be called <laughs> Batman Heart Superman. <laughs> That's what it should be called. And I thought that in the middle of the movie, and then the movie just kept giving me more of like you could recut this as a romantic comedy between the, Batman uh, and Superman. I, I, Can didn't, I? I didn't not like you thing. <laughs> I mean, that's it's it's like it's funny on its own, but it's like I don't. Oh. No, Can I, I love just, it. Real yeah. quick, I am so glad that Andrew and Kit found each other back in high school. It's just uh, <laughs> like Andrew said he's watched this movie like, you know, multiple times. Kit watched it twice in two days. It's like how many people on the planet Earth could do that, you know? <laughs> it's true. Most people wouldn't even have the time. To, What's that? To, most people don't even have the time, I think, to watch. That's very the true. Same, the same. To, although this movie was like a throwback to the 90s when movies were a normal length. Like mm -hmm. two yeah. hours for a superhero movie? Hell the length, yes. The length was nice. I do agree with that. This is more just like my theory, but I think the length was um, completely a studio mandate to get the movie to a length where they could play it as many times as possible during the day. Yeah. And then hmm. and then I know too there's a, there's a, a lot of um, information out there about how the executives, uh, they had to get the movie done and out the door in a certain amount of time so that they could get their bonuses for that fiscal year. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. Um, so I know that, like, the pro as soon as Joss Whedon took over, the production, like, went into, like, overdrive and, like, rushed to get it out the door so that they could get their bonuses. So... Cool. That almost makes me want to see a Whedon cut where he gets seventy million dollars to like take his time, like take a full year. And uh, I mean, I don't actually want to see this, but I'm just saying. I do. You get the Snyder cut, and then you get the Whedon cut. But like, like Whedon gets the money to do it. And I mean, although I guess if he's not fun to work that's, with, then, that's well, that's no. I mean, fun. yeah, that's that's yeah. But I, I think that's fine. I think if you if if you want Joss Whedon to make uh, the Justice League, then that's fine. Let him yeah. make the justice. Like honestly, it's just like, just start the movie over. Um, yeah. But yeah, I. No but then need, I don't I get say. my bonus. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> You're like Clark Griswold. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fourth time I've heard that today. 
<laughs> but anyways, continue uh, with your thoughts, Kit, because I'm sure you got a lot. Most most of mine, that so that was my largest one. Uh, one note I had about Steppenwolf was that he did not look finished. Like, it did not look like they had finished the rendering or God, whatever no. the terms uh, yeah. would be for so, the CGI. Um, he's voiced by Siren Hines in this movie, uh, an actor I love. Um, Who's that? Uh, he's a, an Irish dude, or maybe maybe he's Welsh. I don't know. He's from the UK. Hey, what kind he's, of stuff has he been in? Because it did sound familiar. He was in Harry you Potter. Look, yeah, you look okay. at if you you Google up. this dude and you will instantly recognize him as a dude who's in everything. Okay. <laughs> he's like the white Keith David. Um, <laughs> but uh, he yeah, that's a Joss Whedon edition. Steppenwolf doesn't even have like Steppenwolf that sort. is a Joss Whedon edition. No, no. Oh, so okay. the okay. face, that face that he PlayStation Two Thanos. Thanos. Mm-hmm. Well, it looks like if I tried to animate Thanos. Okay, there you go. That's yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, it looks. It looks. Yeah, it looks. It looks like a just like a mid two thousands uh, PlayStation all cut, the effects cutscene. It's so bad. Um, he's in. But, he's in Kid's favorite movie, Phantom of the Opera. Mm-hmm. So it's a Steppenwolf's originally played by somebody else. So I think one of the things that I, one of the things that's really obvious to me is Steppenwolf's dialogue, and also it doesn't help that his face is made of plastic. So it doesn't. It oftentimes it doesn't feel like he's talking to anybody in exactly. the movie. Exactly. And I think that I think that's a result of the character design being ultimately lifeless and i also think that he's not talking to anybody in the movie exactly. he's a re he's a completely rewritten character to serve the plot that they're trying to cr- like force into a, the four-hour plot they're forcing into two hours there were a lot of scenes where they would say that steppenwolf was gonna do something but we wouldn't see steppenwolf do that thing and then we just see the result of him doing that thing or like <laughs> when he comes and gets the ter- Tesseract, or excuse me, Mother Box, and <laughs> it's like that wind tunnel thing, then I'm like, supposedly we've spent this entire movie trying to keep these cubes from touching each other. And by <laughs> resurrecting Superman, this movie is about cubes touching and then cubes separating. But we spent this entire movie trying to keep this guy from getting these three cubes, right? Right. And... By using one to bring back Superman, a decision I wholeheartedly support, they end, they basically serve it to him on a silver platter. And yeah. so after Superman flies off to the corn with Lois, we just have a shot of Wonder Woman like watching the weird tornado thing come down and get the box and go say something like Steppenwolf has the box now. <laughs> and they don't like show him getting it. The mm-hmm. the the you know, the Ur-McGuffman of this movie, the third mother box, the third mystery box, whatever. Um, and they don't, like, try to ch- chase him. Which is just, to me, speaks of, like, right. I guess they didn't, they I forgot don't think to that draw was ever him shot. for that part. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think that was ever shot, so I think that was just completely made in post. And But it's like, there's no, there's no sense of, because, like, the heroes are kind of commiserating while... Superman's off like hugging his mom like the heroes are like Mm -hmm. oh we got our asses handed to us but nobody's like and we let the bad guy get the last thing he needs to destroy the earth right that seemed like a rather large oversight (laughs) of the film there are so many moments like that where it's just 
you know, obviously it's a it's a a, a product of you know mashing two movies together, but um. Like there's like when when they reintroduce Aquaman or introduce Aquaman. This is the first movie with Aquaman. But like, they also in reintroduce it. him in this movie. You are not wrong. They introduce yes. him and then they reintroduce him. <laughs> Correct. Um, but uh, there is there's like so many like when they where, wherever they are Iceland or Greenland or whatever Iceland. Iceland. Okay. Um, there's a really great moment where like he's taking his shirt off or whatever to go into the water and. You can tell the exact moment when it becomes Joss Whedon's Justice League because they're not there anymore. It's completely green screened and they're just on a close up of Jason Momoa like standing in the water. And you can just you can see you can see where the water that he was stick because he's standing in a tank and you can see where it ends and where the digital background begins. And if you were to show Aquaman like do like a, a back dot. Exactly. Whatever, like, how would you shoot that? You probably shoot it in a wide shot, so you could see it. You could see you'd his whole body, right? Him, you'd have him dive like anyone who's ever gone swimming before, right? Would right, dive. exactly. <laughs> not, not, not just kind of like pop up and then lean back. It would it's... that in a movie full of in a in a series of movies full of crazy shit. That's one of the craziest things I've it ever is. seen. The way <laughs> it, that he jumps into the water. It's like they forgot. Again, it's like they just forgot to finish that. I agree, yeah. Oh, and 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 also it's like they put the wrong lens on the camera and then said, ah, we don't have time to change it. Well, um, and then you still see his little like like trail of him like zooming away yeah. in the water. Uh-huh. But I mean, that's the way you would jump into the water if you wanted if you were trying to see who could swim the slowest across, <laughs> across a lake or something, like it's no no full forward propulsion at all, as if he's trying to make sure he has as much drag on him as possible. It's, mm-hmm. but just was trying to think of like, do something that looks strong, <laughs> but has nothing to do with swimming. It was so weird. It's terrible. And I, I guess my, my question is after that, um, is he swimming in jeans? That's fine. Is it I didn't kit? Notice. Is yes, it whatever? <laughs> wet I, wet jeans. Okay. It from a practical sense, no. From an emerging from the water in wet jeans sense, pretty good. All right. Well, that, well, unfortunately, <laughs> they never they never give you that. Well, they sort of do. There's the part see there's the the second introduction of of Aquaman when he's saving the people on the boat. I feel like didn't that used to be his first scene? Or something. Because yeah, that's, the w- that's that's Zack Snyder footage for sure. Okay, and then because the, the way that he, the way that we introduce Aquaman, who, let's be real, Aquaman has been done dirty, and everybody thinks he's lame when he's actually the best superhero. Mm-hmm. People think that Aquaman is stupid. His name is stupid. They have Alfred. I hate when superhero movies have other superheroes act like other guys' names are dumb. Like. Alfred goes like Aquaman. It's like you work for a man named Batman. Why would you think that this is weird? He's in. He's a man of agua. That's what he does. Kitty like, talks to fish. He, yes, um, which he doesn't actually do, but whatever. He, um, he. So he. I wish he did. They. I think it matters how like they introduce him in the James Wan movie with like a crazy guitar solo and him like standing up with every like muscle popped and turning like. In a really cool, like in a purpose, a very purposeful way of introducing 
this character as like a campy, but like mostly just like a hot guy who's wet all the time. That's what they do. And in this movie, he's just like standing off to the side when Batman walks into a room. And it's and it's like it's not as if we're meant to be surprised, right, that that's Aquaman, because it's like, well, look at this dude. This is obviously one of the stars of our film. Like, he's not hidden. His special eyes aren't hidden. His mermaid hair isn't, like, covered with a hood or whatever. Right. So, the it was funny- just, that was a very weird moment. The funniest thing to me about Aquaman in this movie is that his arc in this movie is very, very, very similar to the one in the Aquaman movie. It's just the Aquaman movie is good. And... I just, I was like sitting there and just imagining like, what was James Wan thinking when he had, like he's, he's in prep, he's working on Aquaman and then he's got to go watch Justice League to see what's up and just seeing that like, this is my movie. (laughs) Maybe he wasn't worried about it, but it's just really interesting to me because it's like, you know, in that movie it's, it's Aquaman is a, is a, is a child of two worlds. And so he's, you know, kind of nowhere and uh, he's got all this responsibility that he's kind of avoiding or whatever. And you know, he becomes sort of the Aquaman uh, by the end of the movie. Like, he actually, like, assumes that as his identity. Mm-hmm. And in this in this movie, and, like, so the, the him getting the trident, him getting the iconic Aquaman mm-hmm. costume is, like, a, those are important benchmarks in the movie. And in this movie, he just says, uh, if you want me to help, I'm going to need some stuff. And the next time we see him, <laughs> yeah. He's it's, got a shitty looking trident and a whole, and his whole, his costume. I loved. Uh, I really liked his suit in this movie. It was like Water Knight, and I liked that. But it is funny that like in a thirty second scene with Amber Heard, they do everything that the Aquaman movie mm-hmm. was gonna do. I also think <laughs> did James Wan kind of retcon his origin because in this movie he thinks his mom left him. She he thinks that she left him. Uh, in Aquaman too. In Aquaman too, and, and then, then I he think learns it's, and then it's revealed was... that she's mur- she's dead, and then that she's alive. Yeah, I thought he just thought she was dead the whole time. Okay. Although I will say that, um, I th- as soon as this movie came out, that's when like the the rules behind making a, D- a DC movie evaporated. Interesting. Yeah. So that's I mean if you think because if you think about it, I mean look at Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. The whole yes. thing about Wonder Woman is that she's like, she's been hiding from the world. And after this movie comes out, it's okay to shoot a movie that takes place before this in which she's in which she's on full display to the general public. I was, exactly. I was <laughs> thinking, I was thinking that whole thing, that same thing. I mean, even you're right from a kind of plot point, it doesn't make sense because like she's been out doing stuff. Mm-hmm. But then it's also disappointing from a character sense because. In this movie, we see her deal with, we see her acknowledge that she's been kind of reactionary and sitting on the sidelines instead of being a leader, that she's been sad about Steve and kind of not willing to put herself back out there. Um, And she learns from Batman in what I think is a decent degree, you know, degree of character work. that she needs to take a more proactive role and she needs to move on from Steve. And then the next Wonder Woman movie is her (laughs) doing nothing but pining over Steve, really. 
Like, like she's back to being sad Wonder Woman. Yeah, and to be perfectly honest, like I, I, I don't like who cares. Like, uh, if uh, I think the best thing that has happened to the DC movies is Justice League being a complete failure because it we got Aquaman. Uh, I think Wonder Woman's terrible. Wonder Woman two is terrible, but um. But you got Shazam, and they're all wild, kind of. They're all pretty different movies, um, and they don't feel like they're beholden to, um, you know, a strict set of mandates. And I think, I think that they've gotten, I think they've got. And then you've got, you know, I don't like Joker either, but you've got stuff like Joker being made. So I think, I think that like, while I hate this movie, it has kind of inadvertently gotten them to rethink the shit they're doing and and kind of start to do their own thing detective instead of trying instead of trying yeah exactly yeah detective batman instead of instead of feeling like they have to you know copy marvel down to hiring their you know most one of their most successful directors most of my notes are really like little stragglers for the most part okay so well, yeah um yeah go, i've got go a right ahead. I've, i only have a short uh holy shit notes. Are you serious? I thought this was going to be like a three-hour episode. No, it's not going to be a <laughs> no. three-hour episode. I mean, I yes. have a lot, but they're all Yeah, go for it. Short. Well, here, do you mind if I do mine real quick, and then sure. we'll just go through it? Okay. So uh, my, one of my notes was that I was probably the most engaged during the resurrection of Superman and the showdown at the Crumbled Statue. Mm-hmm. Um, it's seen, I mean, these are, it's a scenes of the movie that surely there are problems to it, but I was like, I actually found myself drawn into that, whereas a lot of the rest of the movie, I was kind of looking to see how much was left. Um, then also, I'm curious to see how much of the humor uh, remains in the Snyder Cut, particularly the Flash. I, I want to see if, or I'm curious to see how his character is different with a S- Snyder style as opposed to Whedon style. Me too. And, I will say, let me say one thing to that. Uh, Just is, I'm I'm also very very curious about that because that was one of the things I really, really hated about this movie. Um, but also I wanted to tell you guys, cause last in the last episode, I don't know if I cut it or not, but I, we talked about the flash um, nightmare vision thing. Yeah. So I did, there've been releasing teasers for each character leading up to the Snyder cut and they released a flash one and we get to see that old, old man Ezra Miller is in it. So, Hmm. Okay. So that so this will be the true sequel to <laughs> Batman versus Superman. VVS. Yeah. Interesting. Sorry, um, Kit. Oh no, you're fine. Uh, my my last note was that I thought the re-recording mixing was excellent. So the re oh, okay. <laughs> Michael Keller. Yeah. Good guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, but take it away, Kit and Andrew, with your little stragglers. Um, you go ahead, Kit. I thought the music made it a really different movie like right off the bat hmm. um and of course i love the elf man um but didn't you oh, feel didn't this you was danny elfman mm-hmm. yeah it was oh, wow, okay. it was it was danny elfman replacing hans zimmer who will again be replaced by hans zimmer okay next week <laughs> um i don't I, I felt like i his music i felt like i i wasn't Unless it was a familiar cue, I couldn't hear any of it. Like just like it, it just wasn't. Res- like I, it, it didn't connect with any of it. It didn't. It didn't sound like anything. It was like it was like that- Marvel movie music to me. 
everything in this movie feels tentative. I really liked the flashes. I don't know if it's his theme, but I really liked the music when the flash was doing stuff. Um, I just think it gave it more. So here's a weird thing. One of my first notes is I think this movie looks a million times better than Batman V Superman. Like visually, I thought it looked a million times better. Um, <laughs> but it also looks like a TV show. Like, okay. it looked yeah. 100% like a TV show. It was shot like so many just scenes of just people talking to each other and kind of like medium close, you know, like yeah. it was, it was not really, it was shot like if you had a really short amount of time to try to get all the scenes you need to fix a movie that you're not coming up with like the most dynamic <laughs> like set pieces. Um, no. You're just shooting what you need. But I, it had the same quality as BVS where when it would go to, when it would become a Batman movie intermittently, I was like, I like this. Like this doesn't look, it didn't look like Tim Burton Batman. It didn't look like um, the Christopher Nolan Batman. It looked like, you know, Gotham, the, sh the show. Like <laughs> like something like you know something at least something different and something with a little bit of style to it and i i just i just liked it better i'm an old person i think so i like you know i like a danny elfman score over a hans zimmer score <laughs> i like a danny elfman batman score over a hans zimmer batman score i like a a really a more stylized superhero movie over a like gritty like just looks like where I live kind of superhero movie although parts of the, I think Cyborg is actually in Chicago and like the Batman or the Superman ship is I mean those are Chicago buildings I, but I don't yeah. think it's supposed to be Chicago um, no, but it's also Metropolis. I think I think it's Metropolis which is crazy because <laughs> Chicago used to be Gotham and now Chicago's Metropolis um new york has fallen pretty far <laughs> <laughs> um i think i said immediately i don't think it's a snyder movie and even the mont the opening credits montage which is to me the, what that seems like it's clearly trying to be a snyder movie but that doesn't seem like a snyder montage to me mm, what is the montage the opening montage like the Just credits like where there's that terrible song and people and show it. It's watch. It's basically like the opening of Watchmen. It's the part where they show okay. that without Superman, there's no one to stop that guy from kicking that fruit. Kicking those. What? <laughs> <laughs> I know that's the worst crime they could imagine was the. <laughs> that was but so Superman's funny. gone. You got this dude kicking fruit, and racism is worse than ever. <laughs> And there's yeah. a, and there's a and there's homeless people because I guess Superman was doing something about that. He was work, He was he was working on it, Kit. So do you, do by the way, do we think that that is a Zack Snyder dig? Which what? one? Oh, people make a huge deal of the fact that the scene that there's a sign that says "I tried" right before Zack Snyder's name comes up as director. Oh, interesting. No, I don't think it's. I also don't. Okay, okay. but that's one reason we. Ha that is one reason we say, have a Snyder cut. Oh, you're saying that is is Joss Whedon saying that? Yeah. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I think I I I think no. <laughs> I think because I, I will. The, let, so the guy, the guy. Sorry, but the guy who no, plays good. the the robber that Batman uh, apprehends at the beginning of the movie. The, when they like months after this came out. He posted on social media that, oh, Joss Whedon sent me after we wrapped or after 
we made this the movie finished we he sent me like a really expensive bottle of alcohol and said like well we did our best didn't we so i think joss whedon (laughs) is a little bit aware yeah well yeah but i mean that's that's realistic that's not the same even that's not the the Mm. same as shitting on the original director right but it could mean i tried he could mean i tried in that (laughs) i tried to make this movie good but it's not meant to slam Zack Snyder. That's that's what it's I. It's just think. that he was handed a pile of shit. That's right. what I think. I think. I think. I think. Uh, again, I said at the beginning of this episode, I, I like just Joss Whedon's work as a producer of content, and so, I and okay. I, more for the most part, and I think he walked into an absolutely impossible situation. Like we have enough trouble. Uh, parsing through Zack Snyder's stuff when it's assembled. Imagine walking exactly. into a room full of of, <laughs> uh, of raw footage and thinking, what the mm-hmm. fuck do I do? So, uh, you know, I think it's a, it's a minor miracle that he was able to make a movie, I think, from this. Um, mm-hmm. But... A really good one. Uh, no. I think... And I think... I And I, I love you, but I think... That's fine. That is less egregious because the other movies are, you know, if you think they're bad, which they are, then I think it's fine. And this, this one has the highest Rotten Tomatoes, uh, rating, which is very important. Really? It does. And um, it's the one they're remaking. <laughs> what a I was going to say, um, we'll know whether that was Whedon kind of throwing a dig in there. If in the Snyder cut, if it says on the the homeless man sign, uh, "Well, CGI out mustaches for for food," <laughs> that'd be funny. <laughs> I think, uh. I think, I think it's insane to say that this looks better than BVS. I think it does. I, th- I, think, I think it's. Bo- BV- I, think it's- I think BV because here's 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 why. One, I can see it, which is nice. Sure. Um, I think Zack Snyder's aesthetic does absolutely nothing for me i actively think they he makes ugly movies 300 aside um the one where it's got a bunch of muscle men in with no shirts at least but i mean at least like yes sure but at least that's and my favorite actor gerard butler is the star you do you you know it's funny (laughs) you texted me at two in the morning to 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 talk to me about gerard butler (laughs) And when? you've been doing it all week. Oh, I watched The Bounty Hunter yesterday. By the what? Way. <laughs> I watched that for Jennifer Aniston, though. I actually don't like Gerard Butler as an actor at all. Um, uh, it's hard. It's hard fan. to know where the bit ends and Kit begins. I know. I love The Phantom, but it's horrible. Anyway, she um, really is the new Mike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think. I feel like if the lasso of truth compels people to tell the truth then why does wonder woman always have to tell them that it compels them to tell the truth like they're so worried that we won't understand that this is the lasso of truth that they constantly so she does it in her movie too yeah and you know what drives me crazy about that is they go to such lengths to establish what the lasso of truth does and then when she gets it around superman she doesn't ask him a question like Mm -hmm. use that opportunity to ask a question that helps him jog his mind well, right? yes. Well, she's she's telling him instead of being like, "Who are you?" Right. You know, she's saying, so, "This is who you are." Yes, exactly. It but here's crazy. that's not that's not why they established the lasso of truth. You know why they established the lasso of truth? Why? 
for the Aquaman moment. Yeah. Oh, which yeah, of course <laughs> I did. I did chuckle at that. I thought that was funny. I, I it worked. For, it worked for me. Yeah. Well. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Jesus. I mean, Christ. so that moment worked for me, but within the context of the entire film, it wasn't like that made the whole thing good. Like it was still just it was like I did laugh. I didn't see it coming and then I laughed at it. So. Um, but I like Aquaman. I thought it was very funny when Batman said to Aquaman, um, you know, S- Superman died fighting next. He was like, you know, Superman or said, like, if you heard of Superman and Aquaman's like, I guess. Yeah. And <laughs> Batman goes, he died fighting next to me as as though, like, he's trying to convince Aquaman to join his team because <sighs> Superman had selected Batman to be his partner. It's like you got <laughs> Superman. <killed. laughs> what the hell are you talking about? <sighs> Yeah, I really I, don't need Batman and Superman to be friends. I don't. I do now. Um, and in fact, I need them to be in love. Batman loves Superman. Um, and that was my favorite part of the movie. And the more the when I noticed it, I was like, because it was so weird to hear Batman be like, just call him Clark, even like you never met Clark. I mean, you met him at, you know. Lex's party. Yeah. But like Batman doesn't know Clark. It's so weird for him to call Superman Clark and then talking about like, however, however, the scene where Batman is talking about, look, I don't know how Batman got this information or how he went from trying to kill this man that he hates to suddenly being very insightful about who he actually was as a person. But Batman saying that Superman's more human than Batman himself is, that feels like someone... Joss Whedon wrote that like so I think someone who understands yeah, Batman and Superman did. and I say that as someone who doesn't understand Batman and Superman for the most part but that's like an interesting way to go and a great thing for someone like there's a, there's something interesting in the idea of Batman realizing because part of at least you know at least the Batman movies we get Batman is a kind of put upon hero he's and certainly with the nolan influence he's a hero who can also do good by pretending to be a villain basically like batman can be a bad guy if that's what helps the world and Mm -hmm. so the kind of like admiration but almost like wistful way that he talks about superman like a guy who can just be great and save people and be everything that Batman wishes. Batman, a guy with no powers who like, you know, like the, the, the line where he says to the flash, um, that his superpower is being rich is like, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's intended as like a joke, but there's, it does play a little bit into this like tired old version of Batman. Who's in love with Superman. Who's like, I have, I have gadgets like he's, you know, he's talking to Wonder Woman about like how he can't really do anything. Um, Like when she says you're what she say, you're you're not going to be able to do this forever. And he says, I can't I can't really do it now, which is I think that's a great line. And I think that version like. It just it's a little sad because it shows me that like Ben Affleck could be a really good Batman and that there are little pieces of an interesting take on Batman in this movie. Absolutely. It's just so much better than BVS that I was like, oh, this, this is 
this is nice. I don't think that this guy's an asshole, at least. Yeah. Um, Batman kind of is an asshole, though. That's the thing. Yes, but he's okay. not a evil. No, he was well, evil in the last movie. <laughs> I know. Right. But he starts this movie being rosier because of what he learned in the last movie. Yes. So, I mean, that is kind of, yeah, but yeah, but I did, I did. I mean, he's certainly more likable. I felt, I felt similarly though. Like I would have liked to have seen Affleck maybe more in his prime get like a full Batman movie that was just his. Cause yeah, he's good. He's a good Batman. I think, yeah. I think he, I think, it, I think that he has a good Batman in him for sure. Yeah. I think, I what I want to see is the good version of Batman versus Superman. And I want to see. I think because I think Batman is is some of it's, you know, purely just his own fear. But I I think his fear of Superman is not completely unfounded. And I think a much more interesting conflict or movie is is two people who have to work together who don't approve of each other's methods and ideologies. I think that's interesting um, in terms of just being like two hours to uh, stuff popcorn in my face. Sure. Like jokes and Batman loving Superman are fine. Um, it doesn't matter because no matter what, I'm not going to get what I want. So it's good that Kate gets what she wants. <laughs> is is Steppenwolf the thing that Batman's been trying? Like this is what the big threat of BVS was right like those bug guys um the th the threat of bvs is not in this version of justice league but they but it okay the, but those bug guys from his nightmare are these same bug guys right the pair yeah the parademons um okay. are the yeah they're, they're the same thing yeah okay um it was interesting how buffy a, a lot of this felt like the whole idea of F the the villain the villains like feasting on people's fear um and the turn of them i don't know there just were a lot of the way they looked even and i know he probably didn't design this but it's just there were lots of things that were reminding me of buffy and well, i swear to god i wasn't sitting there the whole time thinking this is a joss whedon film yeah well and then they brought superman back like they brought buffy back exactly so. they brought but and they made him like you know, kind of fun. I wish they would have spent. I think it's a it's a little bit crazy that this is a movie where they resurrect the like corpse of Superman. And that's not really the main thing that, that yeah. happens in the movie. Um, yeah. But it should have been because it to me, it was like the best. It was the best part of the film. Yeah. Um, I liked the line. I liked when Batman said they tend to act like the doomsday clock has a snooze button. Um Although I thought for a guy with 55 cars and multiple planes, Batman was very concerned about global warming in this movie. This, yeah, that not it? I thought that was really interesting. Um, I watched this with Brandon again, and he pointed that out. He's like, this movie has a very strange uh, environmental message. Because he uses that on Aquaman, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like... And then, like it, it taking place in like a like the the final whatever taking place in a like a, a nuclear silo or whatever. It's just right. very, very weird. Um, so I'm gonna explain a joke that I made uh to you guys. So, uh, there's a part where Wonder Woman talks about how she says something like, "Last time, last time Steppenwolf was here, he wanted to make us kneel." This time he's going to go straight for the boxes. And I said, I think Wonder Woman knows a thing or two about going after the boxes. Boom, <laughs> him. 
Um, let's see. Oh, I also wrote a song. So the part where they pull back, the part where where uh, Ben Affleck and Gal Gadot are like walking around the lake. First of all, that looked like the lake house. And they should mm-hmm. redo that movie with those two guys. Um, but they pull back and Cyborg's watching them. And so I did, I always feel like Cyborg is watching me. <laughs> That's good, right? That um, is good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> that is good. Um, I think Ezra Miller is actually, a. I think he's a really good actor in the sense that he's very different in every movie I've seen him in. Oh, I agree. I like Ezra Miller a lot. He's like unrecognizable in like mm-hmm. this compared to Harry Potter, compared to like we need to talk about Kevin, obviously. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, and my, on my initial watch, I wrote, that said, I don't enjoy this man. On the no. second viewing, I liked him a lot more. <laughs> and I wow. laughed at a lot more of his jokes, um, even though some of them are really bad. Like I liked when he said, Who stole your pocket watch or railroads to Batman? Like that's funny. Um, I like but the look we... that he gave when he when he sat in the Batmobile. Yes, that made me although laugh. the um, Batman's Mercedes looked like one of those blobfish things. Like <laughs> that was not a cool car. Um, no. Oh, and I don't know, Mike. Did you notice that Wonder Woman goes for you to Cyborg in this movie? <laughs> no. Hanging <laughs> <laughs> on the street. I just would think everyone in DC would be like, there'd be some kind of rule like you're not allowed to say those words in that order in these movies. Um, I I <laughs> um I noted Aquaman just literally has the best life. Um, and if I could be any superhero, I'd be Aquaman. He's it rules for He's sure. So cool. He absolutely has a sweet life. Um, and he doesn't have to get into danger unless there's water around. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he would have a perfect excuse for not doing anything he doesn't want to do. He's like, oh, it's not in the ocean. Sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I, I basically do, yeah. Go ahead. I think the coolest thing that Aquaman does, uh, is later in the movie when you see him like flying through the air. And mm-hmm. he like stabs the dude and then surfs his dead body down yes. through the, like that's that stuff's that stuff's cool. That's I fun. Made, I made a note there that I was like, I really like. I don't know how this works really, and how much I can attribute it to like to Jason Momoa specifically, but everyone, you know, Ben Affleck's doing or his stunt double or whatever is doing shit like that as well, but when. When he's when Jason Momoa is like fighting people and surfing on a dude, I actually mm-hmm. feel like he's doing that. Like a like yeah. There's a physicality to him that is that I believe in more so than I do with you know other characters kind of just flinging around these totally fake environments. Well, I have a few little stragglers. Can I get them out real quick? They're very short. Uh, yeah. sure. okay. okay. Um, one I thought it was very very funny that when I booted up. Uh, HBO Max and hit play on this movie that the trailer for Zack Snyder's Justice League played. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. (laughs) That's Um, so funny. What else did I say? That was, oh, I thought it was really funny too that the mother boxes are essentially the world engine from Man of Steel. Well, okay, exactly. And there's a crazy (laughs) line too where Lois says... It was fun to see the pattern in things, the engine of the world before it stopped working. 
And I'm like, why would this woman use world engine as a positive <laughs> metaphor for like that's so she's had a traumatic experience with with now multiple world engines. Mm hmm. Um, I thought it was funny that Batman uses the same reason and reasoning to bring Superman back as he did to kill him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Batman, Batman just doesn't know what to do with these feelings. <laughs> He doesn't know. Yeah, that's it. Kit has some ideas for him. <laughs> yes. I thought I thought they introduced uh, Superman coming back and like saving. Like he's on the farm with with Lois, and then they're basically saying like, "Well, we have to let you go now. You know, it's time for you to go help your friends." And then he doesn't show up for like another twenty five minutes. I know. And it's just like he could be there in thirty seconds. It's the same when Bat when he comes back to life and Batman is like just not there for a while. Imagine if they just didn't have that scene and he just showed up and you've kind of forgotten about him at this point. Like the movie hasn't reminded you that he's slowly putting on his boots. <laughs> do you know what I do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that'd be well, a great yes, moment. If you ever like I had a note that was just like, but 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 where's Superman? Is he going to show up? Like the mm -mm. movie doesn't even try to make you think he might not do, <laughs> do it. So the fact that he knows that his friends are in trouble and he's just like lollygagging. Uh, mm -hmm. Not great. Um, oh, yes. My last note. What is brunch? What is brunch indeed? That, that, yeah, that's I, my note there was we stop for Barry Allen's stand up routine for some fucking <laughs> reason. Uh, that was terrible. It was really bad. So, anyway, um, those my notes. I like the part where. Like where Barry is frightened and he's like, I've never been in battle before. Yeah. And Batman says, just save one person. Like where Batman's like being a leader and actually That's like good. explaining yeah. to him in a way that makes sense, like and getting him addicted to helping people. That was really that was nice. Mm -hmm. um, Better than if it was if Zack Snyder was directing this, it would have been heroin he was getting him addicted to. Right. <laughs> 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 um, my axe is still slick with the blood of your sisters is not only a really good line, but Joss Whedon definitely wrote that shit. Yeah, that's that's, that's savage. That's like preacher from Buffy or whatever, like mm -hmm. or preacher from preacher or preacher from preacher. Mm -hmm. Is his name preacher? And I can't remember. Anyway, um, maybe it's Reverend. I don't remember. Um, Caleb, Caleb, something. Caleb, yeah. God, yeah. you remember? Okay, there's a part where um, the cyborgs... formative moment. Cyborg's dad says <laughs> he's after the change engine, his mother box. That's yeah, just a what? line in the field. Yeah, I know. <laughs> My, Miles, Miles Dyson back at it, messing with stuff he shouldn't be. <laughs> oh, I thought it was really, really funny when Miles Dyson, aka Joe Morton, uh, walks out of his lab at the beginning of the movie and like it's the most like futuristic looking hallway you've ever seen it's like it's like they're on the Nostromo or something and it just like it just cuts to like a a simpleton janitor with a mop yeah. and, just, yeah. and even and then they, and even later they cut they when they come back to this dude they come back to this dude it's it's in the it's a close-up of his mop just like schlopping against the grate mm -hmm. floor and I'm just like there he is just mopping his grate uh <laughs> But I liked the part where he goes into that room and it's all red and there's the plastic hanging and he sees the bug guy. And 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 reacts zero. Well, we cut away before like. No, no, like, no, 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 Kit. 
it gives me a, it gives me almost a full beat of this man gazing upon an alien intelligence and reacting n- right none <laughs> but it's like what, no what, reaction what did become of that was that where we're supposed to put together oh this is steppenwolf going and kidnapping these people for, right i think so is that how sure like because i didn't understand why or how steppenwolf had all those had like cyborg's dad that is his well, dad, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. It's his the dad. dad I understood, but why the janitor? I guess the aliens probably have a hard time telling who's a scientist guy yeah, and who's a janitor, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like um, you could tell in that instance. I feel like there's a Wheaton joke in that though that they missed. Like, you know, it's like, hey, I'm just the janitor over here. Eh. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Cleaning up messes. Yeah. That's I'm right. just mopping um, my grates. <laughs> Uh, I think one of the many problems with Steppenwolf is that he isn't intimidating because his backstory is that he lost badly the last time he tried to do this. And then <laughs> un- and then unlike Thanos, like everything he says turns out to be wrong. So like he scoffs right. at Diana having the blood of the old gods and then she immediately fucks his shit up so bad. Like so like, OK, this guy's not. And then his own guys kill him, which is like. A good, a decent moment, you know, a decent him, you know, them attacking him because now he's scared. It's like fine, but it's like, uh, God, yeah. what a weak ass villain. Yeah, um, he's pretty terrible. I thought that Aquaman's shearling jacket was so gorgeous. Like his fashion in this is is great. He looks great. Um, and I another shout out to Batman's suit, which is just the best suit I think. It's a great. It's a ever I'm been a big in one fan. of these movies. I didn't like it as much. Um, in the later half of the movie when he's got like armor now again um it felt a little but it but also made sense story-wise like we've basically seen this old man struggle to keep up the whole time i even like that like after they bring superman back like he's not he doesn't we see him run up to the Exa- situation later and he's exactly. like huffing and puffing uh it'd be great if it was a wide shot like that would be so fun yes. Can you imagine just like batman like holding his side jogging across the lawn <laughs> <laughs> that's all the stuff that's the stuff that I really liked about about you know about Batman in this and about the way that all the superhero mm-hmm. powers were like differentiated that he's I would, like I feel, he's helpless without I his agree. stuff. I agree without his stuff, but I still feel like we were missing a moment of like like his moment, right? I feel like we were missing yeah. the the warehouse fight in BVS or something cuz here's a th- I mean I it just felt like that was replaced for him standing there with a gun, you know, pew pew mm-hmm. from from the rafters or whatever. It mm-hmm. was just um, he 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 lost all of his physicality um, and all of his menace. And, you know, the things that BVS did get right about the way Batman moves and stuff just weren't here. Um, I appreciated the, the struggle. Like, I don't want to see a dude, um, just a regular dude, essentially be on par with an Amazon or whatever, but yeah, I just, I, I, that was missing for me. I want to see, I want to see Batman move around in the shadows and stuff and be a ninja. Um, and I didn't get any of that. Um, there's when they decide, so they decide to bring, try to bring Clark back and Batman Mm -hmm. goes, the Kryptonian ship has an amniotic chamber. And I just (laughs) want to say, thank God it does. Otherwise you'd be down two fucking movies. Um, but has anyone tried to explain why the fuck it has an amniotic chamber? <laughs> uh, because it was, I think it, I think it was the ship from Man of Steel that was like where they had all the, the, the babies or whatever, or like the possible babies. 
Oh, okay. But is that the ship that Superman arrived in? No, no, it's it a was odd. It's it's odd. That's odd ship. Okay. God. Yeah, yeah. Damn, but I it, got but one. It, yeah, but it was like that was what they were gonna use. That was like what they were gonna use to help. They just they want us Krypton. to remember. Like I didn't. Yeah, it's the the sequence of again, as I think I said for Bat for Man of Steel, I had a very hard time understanding the sequence of ships, mm-hmm. which unfortunately mattered a lot. <laughs> Ended up mattering a only, lot to this franchise. Well, it helps that Super. there's only one ship in this movie and it's broken. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. And Superman's ship. Or did he have a ship or just a pod? But he his thing was at the He had a penis the pod, North remember? See, yeah, I okay. said it was a penis and you said it was a sperm. Um Okay, so this is the moment I started to liking the movie captured in voice to text. Oh, Jesus Christ, that sure was easy. I mean, why didn't they go reanimate Superman before Steppenwolf showed up? It was just a matter of finding some fucking boxes. Look at those breasts. That's when Superman got up, and even Lee was like, "Wow, you can see them from so far away." <laughs> it's like is it a super wide of him, like on the ground, and it's isn't like, it Jesus? Isn't it funny that when they put his body in to the amniotic, he's wearing a suit. He's wearing a full suit, and the next time we see him, he's just wearing pants, <laughs> no mean, socks, no shoes. Everything his clothes just exploded off of him, which I kind of believe. I understand but, why. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I feel like, I feel like Henry Cavill, I might've said this before. I feel like Henry Cavill is a real life superhero and not because of like his face or his body or anything like that, but because he refused to shave his chest to play Superman. And I do just think that that is something worth mentioning every time you watch one of these movies. Um, Gal Gadot was born to say Kal-El. Like she, the way she says his name is so beautiful, and I like that she's too. the only person to say it right. Andrew, mm-hmm. I laughed when Flash said, "Should we bow, show our bellies?" And then when he said, "Pet cemetery," that oh, was yeah. good. That was good, Andrew. He was funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Okay. So this, and then this is where I really liked it. So I think, without a doubt, the coolest thing slash the only cool thing ever to be in these movies is when Barry is trying to is he's speeding towards Superman after they've reanimated toward him and and Superman's eye just moves oh I like that yeah 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 Yeah, and then we realize that and and the look on Ezra Miller's face (laughs) realizing that this guy's as fast as he is (laughs) fucking sick it's great reveal it's so good Um, I agree I love it I really liked that whole scene. I liked the shot before that of everyone hanging off of like three people simultaneously trying to attack Batman and just like hanging off of him. Basically, oh Superman, yeah, yeah, Superman. The whole the the whole scene like with Evil Terminator Superman, it was awesome. And like Diana realizing, like mm-hmm. Diana saying, "Don't make me do this to you." And then he just like slams her ass into the pavement. Like, <laughs> oh, I love the 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 part where she goes to do her. What are these things mm-hmm. called? Gauntlets, gauntlets, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. When she Bracelets, does it whatever. for like the ninth time already in this movie, That's, yeah. she does that too many times. In the movie. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but when she does it, Superman stops her. That is deeply satisfying. And then when uh, she headbutts him, I think is mm-hmm. great. And then when he like grabs her, twists her arms, and just like flies up and comes down on it's, her, it's so it's good. It's so crazy because it's, it's a great same, moment. It's the same kind of 
motion that mm-hmm. Snyder introduced of like the mm-hmm. way that people fly in this, except mm-hmm. it feels slowed down. Something's a little different. I felt that way when she like slammed into the bank as well, where I was like, this is more mm-hmm. satisfying. But yeah, when he raised up and then just slammed her into the ground, I was it like, it was great. That's awesome. And then I, and then the way that he floats over toward Batman, like they made him, He's fucking scary. And then I love Bruce being yeah. Bruce being like he says I'm like Alfred I need I need backup. Um and then Superman just grabs his fucking face and it's like this Yeah. <laughs> this... And I thought I thought you won't let me live, you won't let me die. Like I Great! I thought that was that was a good that was a good That's moment other than right. his, And then even his him face saying looks like him Gumby, saying but... do you bleed, you know? Uh, you I bleed? wonder do you bleed. That's yeah. No, I like I like that. I like that. I, the, and I, as I said earlier, I wish it was a wide shot, or maybe actually, 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 I don't wish it was a wide shot. But when he when he sees Lois and he tosses Batman aside, it reminded mm-hmm. me so much of like, um, like in 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 Smallville when when they show Superman running from somebody else's yep. perspective, where it's just like it's like such a subtle thing. He just yes. and like because the, the thing is like you can see that the direction that Henry Cavill was given was just kind of almost let your arm go limp like don't uh-huh. even you're not putting it's any nothing. effort into it it's nothing right. exactly and just that little like noise that, that that batman's entire you know 250 pounds of muscle <laughs> gives is uh, yeah it's it's a great that's, moment that's i think one way that i would describe like that what what's the mm-hmm. number one reason i like this movie is i think that it's kind of what bvs was promising which is we're going to see superheroes from the perspective of other superheroes. Like we're going to see what powers look like to people who also have powers and everyone's not doing the same thing. Like in that final fight, like Superman finally does something other than punch people. Like he uses his breath power. He uses his heat vision. He uses his speed. He's finally doing like what we were talking about in BVS where he's just like, he just slams people through walls. Like that's all he does is hold people's heads into concrete basically. And he's actually doing other things. And I'm like this, it's flipping, it's flipping Superman. Oh, then he has, he has another good line where he says, but he said, where Batman says the world needs you, and then he goes, "But does it need you?" So, Fucking yeah, great. He's, he's got a point there. I really wish that the that you know, like I said earlier, I wish like if more of the movie was them dealing with this scary, reanimated Superman Frankenstein guy that they brought back, um, longer than like one act of the movie was yeah. was that. But I love the scene where he comes back. I love them all, like all of them, just like staring at him wondering what he's gonna do um Mm. the the other hero's reverence for him makes me actually feel like this guy is super powerful and then the movie pays that off by having having him defeat steppenwolf fairly easily which maybe sometimes that needs to happen in a superman movie if we're to believe that he is this super man right (laughs) stupendous man exactly Mm -hmm. um I feel like Amy Adams has the greatest job ever because her whole job in all of these movies is just, particularly this one, touch Henry Cavill and say he smells good. And I feel like <laughs> I I could do that. I could win an Oscar doing that. People would be like, wow, I really believe that this lady <laughs> likes what touching if, what Superman's if you, abs. <laughs> what if you discovered, like, 
while you, after campaigning for this role or whatever, and they finally give it to you, and then you realize that dude doesn't shower. <laughs> he can do whatever he wants. I feel like <laughs> you would, you would, I would go really method with it. Like everyone mm-hmm. would be in the in the ramp up to like my Oscar campaign. People would like all the newspapers would be like, um, you know, she was even smelling Henry Cavill <laughs> between <laughs> scenes. <laughs> <laughs> And I only let people call me Mrs. Superman, you know, for the whole time we were shooting. Um, <laughs> and Henry yeah. Cavill's walking around set and he's like, guys, have you seen my dirty clothes? <laughs> <laughs> it's almost unfair. It's almost unfair to give Amy a- an actress of Amy Adams caliber a role like this when it would be so yeah. easy for someone with no talent in acting like me to to do a really good job at it and make a lot of money. <sighs> I honestly, they don't have to pay me. I'll t- I'll, I'll, it'll be an act of charity. That's really Damn. kind of you. That is, mm-hmm. that's, Kit's an incredible person. Yeah. Um, I I do want to say, though, imagine if Wonder Woman wasn't in these movies. Like, how much worse both BVS and this would be if Wonder yeah. Woman wasn't there. My God. Um, I liked also another clear Joss Whedon line is when Amy Adams asks what death is like, and he says, itchy. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so Buffy. Yes, of it's, course. Um, bananas. Um Oops. Um, I, I I said, oh, look at this hot cube touching action. I can't wait till these cubes touch. I'm gleaming the cube. We're li- I mean, that's crazy. The scene of him like bringing the of Steppenwolf, like bringing the cubes together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guys, stop and think for a second. You, you might say it was a meat cube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. mm. um, I like that Aquaman knows piranhas. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I thought that the the part where like where they're fighting on the outside of the nuclear thing, like where Batman's in his car, it looked like Speed Racer, but not enough. Like it looked so horrible. Like twenty so years bad. ago, horrible. It looks so bad. Way worse. Like we've said, others of these movies look like video games. This one looked like an old ass video game. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Lee pointed out that there's no extras in this movie, basically. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it feels kind of like another yeah. inf- another effect uh, of that of Twitter being like, it's bad that there's casualties. So now there's yeah. just nobody in any there's of these cities whenever this exactly. like no one knows that no one notices that this shit is going on in 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 Russia or whatever. Right. There's just one family left over. Yeah. yeah. That's that's our that's our collateral damage as we follow um, this this Russian family. I liked when Flash said, God, I hope this is East. Very cute. Okay. I wanted to know what you guys think of when Superman shows up and he says, I believe in truth, but I'm also a big fan of justice. I fucking hated it. Mike? It's great line. Great line. I think I like it. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ, guys. Oh. Like, no, it is, I, I'm, I'm being sarcastic. It sucks, okay. but I also, I like it. I like, it's, I want Superman to just be fucking corny. Yeah. I, I, I've heard I in can, the Snyder can, Cut that he says, uh, I believe in truth, but I'm also a big fan of Zack Snyder's, Jack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> And like he, he freeze frames and it's just Zack Snyder's voice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they bring they bring back yeah. his mustacheless animated yeah. mouth yeah. saying yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was definitely a line that I kind of rolled my eyes out a bit. 
But yeah, it's that. It's but I also am like, I'm glad he's saying this. Yeah, it's very in line with like the that last where they where they split the box up boxes apart and then Cyborg and Superman are both just like, oh boy, another day at the orifice. Am I right? <laughs> I liked my that to- too. My to- my toes hurt. <laughs> okay, okay, I don't like the fake laughing and then my toes hurt, but I did like when he says like, okay, I never mind. I wish I was dead. That I like. I like that part of it, and I love. When he says, well, I know you didn't bring me back because you liked me. And Batman's like, I don't not love it. I love it. <laughs> I know that's like them trying to be like Marvel, but it like fits so well with my rom-com understanding of this film. And okay. Ben Affleck I, it gave a really funny reading <laughs> of that line, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, most of my notes from this part of the movie are just like. Super Superman is finally kind of being Superman, and that's a kind of a fun Superman. Like, here's the thing: Henry Cavill excels at playing dicks. Like, he plays a dick in Man from Uncle. He plays a dick in in Mission Impossible. He, you know, he plays in Witcher. He plays like a grumpy, you know, mean, mean dude, and. That makes him weird, other than, again, face and body. He's weird casting for Superman because Superman's not generally known for being mean. But but I feel like they kind of figured out in this movie, Superman is kind of liking just fucking with people and knowing that he's going to win. Like, he, like, when he comes back and says, is this guy still bothering you? Like, that is the Superman that I think Henry Cavill can be good at playing a guy who kind of delights in his in his powers he doesn't see them as a curse he's like this is it's Mm. you know i can use this shit to fuck people up um to me there is a there's a sweet spot there's an earned sweet spot between these two you know super sad boy superman and super boy scout superman uh that we progress to that is very satisfying that somewhere in my dreams that exists. But Certainly, neither, I mean, and it's in the, these, it's in the comics. Yeah, it is. But I'm just saying, neither of these two things no. are things I want to watch personally. I don't disagree. I don't disagree with that at all. Yeah. I think, but I still think this is not only the the version of Superman that Henry Cavill could be most successful playing. It's also, of all the screens Superman we've now watched, probably the one I enjoyed the most. You know? What What do... I mean, they're all kind of suck, so I don't know. Like, I don't... I don't think I like the Brandon Routh version better than, than this one. I don't think I enjoy, you know, Christopher Reeve's Superman more than... than I don't know. I, it's just like... This movie did gave me the best Superman film I've seen. It's still not good. I'm not saying that, but I liked it. Um, I like how Wonder Woman uh, picked up her sword in a really cool way. That was cool at the end there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ben Affleck had a really good code at the end. This is the most nice things you've ever said with about Ben Affleck in like rap. I really, it's true. I don't really. It's the most I've ever enjoyed a Ben Affleck in performance. I think. I feel like this is the most nice things you've said about any movie that we've watched. <laughs> remember, yeah, there was. Remember, we watched Yentl. Um, 
that's, that's true. true. That's true. By the way, this I... is our forty-first recorded episode. Oh, how nice! Mm-hmm. Um, Wonder Woman's <laughs> costume at the end was also amazing. What was it at the you end? Remember, Mike? It was like a red dress oh, with, with kind of like a oh, yeah. thing on it. That was awesome. Nice. Good yeah. costumes in this film. And then the famous Lex Luthor yacht is back. Right. Yeah. What, I forgot to watch that. Yeah. The, was the that Joe scene. Mangianello? Do you know? Yeah. Yeah. So he he they, this was supposed to lead into the um the Batman movie that is now not an ex- a different movie. So entirely. is Batman is okay. Ben Affleck just done playing Batman? No, he's okay. not. He was cast in the upcoming Flash movie. But I mean, in the sense that like every Batman ever is in that movie. Yeah, but I don't know. I tr- truly it's really I have, weird. I have no idea. Like, that's the thing is like we're in we're in the Wild West here. Like, what if Zack Snyder's Justice League is a rip roaring success? <laughs> who knows? Are we going to get are we going to get Zack Snyder's Justice League, too? Who, well, this, who fucking knows, man? It's this wild. makes me even more kind of upset because I'm like, because here's the thing. I'm not I didn't I'm not trying to be like edge lordy here. Mm-mm. I fully expected not to like this movie at all. Mm-hmm. And then I watched and I was like, oh, I like this better than any of the other ones we've watched. And this is the one it felt very much like like The Last Jedi, where like I didn't like that movie and a lot of people didn't like it, but for the opposite reasons. And then like this is the one I think is the best I and think... everyone hates it the most at <laughs> such that they're making another one. I think that it does make sense in the sense that it's the most like every other kind of generally fluffy crowd pleasing sort of innocuous movie. Like it's not, it's not offensive. It's not really trying to do anything uh, difficult. It's just sort of landing and uh, getting people in and out of the theater. So I think, I, I understand what you're saying. I just think that it has such little ambition that it's it's like a it's like a light breeze to me. I think that's a lesson to all of us, though, okay. is that if you have no if you have no taste, you should have no ambition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, oh, no. Uh Oh, what? That could be bad. I mean, you have taste. You have nothing to worry about. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I have tremendous taste, but I have no ambition, so. I mean, that's better. You could, you know, you at least you haven't introduced shitty movies into the world. That's true. true. Although I did make you guys watch Night Beast, so. That's true. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, other, I, any... I, I liked watching this. Sorry, everybody. Well, good. No, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, I, I think want, it's funny. I want, you to, 40... I want you to enjoy your life. <laughs> yeah. I think of the 41 movies we've watched, it's funny that Justice League and Yentl were your two tops. <laughs> I think it's weird, but I'm saying, like, what is it going to do to my brain to now have to watch a movie that is explicitly dismantling the things about this very upsetting history of DC films that I enjoy? And it's like, no, we need to go back to what that other guy was doing that nearly killed you. Well, if it helps, he's not going to be doing anything and like he's not going to be intentionally undoing whatever Joss Whedon did because he's never seen Joss Whedon's Justice League. Yeah, he claims uh, that he has never watched this one. Oh, wow. So we have seen a movie that Zack, Ni- Zack Snyder so, has not seen. So <laughs> wait, so it's very possible that he will just make the exact same movie. Well, he's probably longer. not going to use any of Joss Whedon's footage, would be my guess. 
Do you think yeah. that this? So will Steppenwolf be in the Justice in the Snyder Cut? Yes, find think. out. Well, but next not... week on okay. Slow Motion Triple Feature. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Andrew. Um, yeah, he's he's he he's in it, but he's not. Uh, there's like a bigger. There's another bad guy. Okay. Well, and in the trailer, they do have a different looking Steppenwolf. He's more spiky. He he looks like the he looks like the Steppenwolf you see in Batman versus Superman. Yes. Yeah. 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 I don't remember that. It's very. Uh, I didn't know I'd seen him. You might have to watch it again. <laughs> what if Tom um, Cruise is in? The I'll Snyder never Cut? watch that again. They said um, there's a big cameo. I said who my guess for the cameo is, right? Tom Cruise. No. Oh. I think personally, I think the only cameo that would actually be surprising is Christian Bale, and it's that's not going to happen. Think it's, gonna be, it's not going to be Christian Bale. What was what was the other one? I don't think that one counts because that was your second guess. What was my your first guess? F- I forget. I got to hold on. I'll pull up the email thread. Mike, you tell him who you think it's going to be. Well, the tw- the tweet that I sent you guys that inspired it was uh, somebody had said, you know, reports say that Zack Snyder's Justice League will have a cameo at the end that will blow everybody's mind, meaning like a superhero will appear or a villain possibly that will make every all the fans get all excited and wait for the next movie. Sure. But the, they, the person retweeted that and then posted a picture of Weird Al in the Naked Gun movie. And, yeah, that's uh, pretty funny. Saying that that was going to be the cameo that would blow it, which I would be delighted if that would be the case. But. I said CGI Christopher Reeve. Oh, I yeah. Said Mike, okay. I said Michael Keaton. Okay. So which would mean, make sense because he is going to be in Flashpoint. Yeah. Flashpoint. Except okay. that, but then I would question the idea that that's going to blow anyone's mind because right. we already know Michael Keaton is back in the saddle. I think I think you have a higher threshold threshold for having your mind blown than <laughs> That's than, true. Than Disney th- thinks that fans. it's mind blowing to say that a gay character is gay, so Right. I don't think these people know. Uh, <sighs> all right. We're done with little stragglers. That means that it is time for me to close the show. Yeah, I feel like we've we've done it, guys. We've done okay. it. We we did it. We watched the movie. We listened to Kit talk about how much she liked it. Um, <laughs> 5 out of 5 stars. Wow. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs way up. <laughs> way up. Two thumbs way up. Uh, I don't <laughs> know if you can. Two thumbs way up. Can you say that <laughs> without getting sued? I guess they're both dead. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. I wish and they're both your luck. thumbs. There's not two people saying it's two not, thumbs. I'm not it's... using. I'm not holding up their thumbs. It, they're both. Right. I'm one, I think one person with, with two thumbs, you can't copyright that because we all do have that. That's true. Yeah. I mean, most it's of us. It's only fair. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining us tonight, folks. But Please Mike, join us next wait week. Wait a minute. Hang on, what buddy. What is it, Andrew? What? What? The what do listener, you want? The listeners got to know what we're going to be watching next week. Oh, shit. Thank you. Gosh, I almost breezed right through that, didn't I? Please join us next week for The Snyder Cut. Dude. AKA Zack Snyder's Justice League. I am absolutely, like, I'm so, I'm sure Kit's less excited now. I am so thrilled i'm so excited i am like i'm trying to figure out like how am i gonna watch this uh like i'm like i'm like like considering like should i just take like half a day off work i think we're all going to have to are we not maybe yeah just like should i just not go back to work after lunchtime and just watch the snyder cut like i actually for my birthday i took thursday friday and monday off next week. That's how long it's going to take <laughs> you to watch the Snyder part, Cut. Part of that is definitely devoted to uh, watching the Snyder Cut. Hey, kid, happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. Happy from early Wa- birthday. From Warner Brothers, HBO, and Zack Snyder to you. I could hardly wish for a better gift than <laughs> the movie we watched for this episode. That's good, because we didn't get you anything. <laughs>
Yeah. All right. Uh, slow motion triple feature was recorded in Sebastian Studios under the sea in North Atlantis. Special <laughs> thanks to our producer, Lee, the man in the booth who makes us sound great. If you'd like to contact us, please do so at slowmotiontriple at gmail.com. Hooray for my-